Hello and welcome to the Rebecca Lee Podcast. I'm your host and wellness sis, Rebecca. I'm an LA-based holistic nutritionist and I'm here to help guide you through the world of wellness in the most straightforward, balanced, and intuitive way. Join me every week for casual big sis chats as I spill the deets on all things real holistic health and wellness to guide you towards living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Today's podcast episode is going to be a full advice Q&A. So I'm going to be using the questions and inputs that I've gotten from you guys on one of my Insta stories that I did last week. Just, you know, ask me for advice on anything. And I'm going to choose some ones that I feel like I can really answer well and hopefully give some good advice and just elaborate more on the podcast. I have a full wide variety of questions to answer, so let's just jump right into it and the full breakdown of all the questions and advice uh, inputs that I'm going to be answering on this podcast will be in the show notes, so if there's any that you want to see or hear about more in particular, feel free to jump around there. First one that I'm going to answer is how to feel confident while bloated. So I want to answer this one now because I'm actually super bloated right now myself. I've been eating out and drinking more than usual, which, you know, makes me more bloated. So here's my advice for if you're feeling bloated and you're going out or whatever, here's how you can feel more confident about it. First and foremost, remind remind yourself that this feeling is so temporary, okay? It's going to go away. I promise it sucks in the moment and I know when we're bloated we feel like oh my god we're just going to be bloated forever and that's it but it's just so not true. Being bloated if it's not a full serious condition is a temporary thing and normally will go away the next day, the next two days, etc. So just keep reminding yourself that this feeling is super temporary. Second, most people will honestly not even notice that you're bloated. Like, you have to remind yourself that when you're bloated, it's something that usually you can only feel. Obviously, only you can feel it. (laughs) But it's usually only something that you can tell because you know and are looking at your body 24-7. But I guarantee you when, like, most people wouldn't even notice I'm bloated, even though I felt like it. And so the more attention you bring to it and the more you focus on the fact, like, oh my god, I'm so bloated, or if you're out with people and you, like, tell them oh my god, I'm so bloated, I feel like horrible, I'm so bloated, that's just going to draw more attention to your bloat when I guarantee you nine times out of ten, most people wouldn't even have known you were bloated and they just know now because you talked about it so much. So just try to keep it out of your mind, try not to focus on it, and the less you focus on it, the more you'll feel confident because you're not going to be drawing all your attention to it 24-7. Second question, I have gotten this one a ton in this session, um, this Q&A session, so I'm going to just try to do a brief overview on it because it's going to be a lengthy uh, topic in general, but I got a lot of questions about how to get your period back. And so I'm going to be doing a full episode on hormones and periods and, you know, all that good stuff soon, but I think something to consider after, you know, if you've lost your period from a certain amount of reasons... Um, my main things would be a give it time, um, be patient because it definitely takes some time to get your hormones back and regulated. Um, take more time to rest. If you find yourself that you are 
overexerting yourself in the gym and exercising too much, your body might not feel safe enough to have a period. So here's the thing with periods. Our bodies as women need to feel safe enough to have a baby at any time. Even if you're not trying to have a baby, which I assume most of you aren't right now, um, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Your body's not going to ovulate and have a period if it doesn't feel safe enough. And so what does that mean? If you are over-exercising, if you aren't eating enough, if you aren't properly fueling your body, if you are constantly stressed, um, anything that makes the body feel unsafe, we won't have a period. (laughs) So anything you can do to bring back that quote-unquote safety feeling, so, you know, taking more rest and eating enough food and eating enough healthy fats and carbs and protein and limiting your stress and getting enough sleep, anything that makes the body feel more safe will probably help you to get your period back sooner. But like I said, this is a very, very lengthy topic and I'm going to have to do a whole podcast episode on hormones. But if you are also genuinely very concerned, I would always recommend talking to a doctor, a gynecologist, etc. Next question, topic that also came up a lot is post-grad life. Ooh, the joys of post-grad. Somebody wrote in and said, what to do in post-grad life when you feel lost slash don't have a job slash not sure of purpose. So I want to talk about this one because, guys, when you graduate college, we are, what, 22, 23 years old? We are not meant to have everything figured out. And I think there's this illusion in life that, oh, the that person has their shit together, or that person knows what they're doing, or we compare ourselves to people so much and say that they they have it all figured out. The reality is I genuinely don't think anyone ever has everything figured out. <laughs> like at any age, to be honest, I think that everyone's always just kind of winging it. Um, even like think about parents, like parents don't know what they're doing, like when they're first time parents. So, I mean, that makes me feel a little bit better just knowing that no one ever has all of their shit figured out. And The point isn't when you graduate college to have it all figured out. That's just not the point. The point is to try something, see if you like it, and then go from there. You can only live in the present moment, and so the best thing you can do is just try something out now, and it'll lead you to something that you might like better, but you can't stress big picture of like, oh my god, I don't know what my purpose is in life. You're not going to know what the purpose is in your life until you just try some stuff. Another question I got a lot, speaking of post-grad and college, is how to eat healthy in college, how to eat healthy in the dining hall, how to eat healthy freshman year of college. And I want to emphasize something, because when I look back at my freshman year of college, I just remember all of the fun memories I had. And this was, oh my gosh, like six years ago now? Okay. (laughs) That's a long time ago. But besides the point, I don't look back and think, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I ate healthy my freshman year of college. Or, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I didn't have that late night pizza my freshman year in the dorms. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, I don't want you guys to look back at your college experience one day and regret missing out on things or regret stressing over eating at a dining hall over how fun freshman year is in college in general. 
Um, but especially freshman year, I think people get really stressed out about that. Um, and there's no need to be like, yes, if you're in the dining hall and there's two options, if you are wanting to be conscious of what you're eating, you know, you can choose the better option, but there's no need to drive yourself crazy over it. Because at the end of the day, you're living in a dorm. You don't really have control over what you're eating. So the quicker you can like learn to loosen that control a bit and just genuinely have fun, genuinely enjoy just living, like you literally only live freshman year once and I would do anything to relive that year again. And nothing comes back to me about the food I ate in the dining hall. So just have fun. You guys enjoy college, please. For me, I am jealous. Next one, how to not be so hard on yourself. Oof, girl, I feel you. I feel you because honestly, I think I've been really hard on myself lately, especially this past few weeks. Um, Excuse me. I feel like I've gotten super out of my routine and just haven't been as productive as I'd like to be. And here's my piece of advice that kind of helps me get through this, through this time because we're in it together. It is really hard to not be hard on yourself, but speak to yourself like you would a friend. And I think I actually heard Emma Chamberlain talk about this on her podcast, and that's what made me think of it now. But how would you speak to your friend if they came to you in your situation that you're in now? Would you tell them to be hard on themselves and to work harder or whatever it is? Or would you tell them, you know, be understanding, like, we're human, this is life, like, we're not always going to have things go 100% as expected. Um, you'd probably tell them to be kind to themselves. And you'd probably tell them to, you know, just loosen up their critic, their inner critic. And so that helps me sometimes when I'm feeling like I'm being really hard on myself. And it helps me just feel a little bit more comfort is knowing that, you know, how can I treat myself like I would a friend? And what would I tell them and taking that piece of advice instead of coming from such a harsh inner critic all the time? Next topic, we have somebody who entered in meditation. Okay, if you know me, you know that I am a big advocate of meditation. And for so many reasons, you guys, it's so good for you. Um, I just don't know why everyone doesn't do it, to be honest. I mean, I know why. There's a, a very big hurdle. But, okay, here's some tips that I think can help you get into meditation. First and foremost, it is a practice Meditation is not supposed to be easy. It's not going to be easy the first time you do it, the second, third, fourth, fifth time you do it. Honestly, it's still hard for me some days. I wake up some days and I'm like, I my mind just can't shut up. So remind yourself that it is a practice and the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. You just have to do it. You just have to start. I don't care if you start with one minute a day or 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day. It really doesn't matter just start and be consistent with it. Like make it a ritual with yourself that at this time or at this point of my day, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to try my best. Even if I don't succeed, at least I did it. And if you have a really hard time with doing it, try a guided meditation on YouTube or one of the apps like Calm or Headspace. I find that's really helpful in the beginning. Um, I don't really use those anymore just because I've done a lot of meditations in my life. But if you are just starting out, try a guided one. I think that like helps you kind of get into the rhythm and the flow of, um, you know, meditation in general. 
But for me personally, I like to just focus on breathing. So if you're having too hard of a time like clearing your mind, which that's not even what meditation is about. Meditation is just becoming aware of your thoughts. Um, Focus on the breath. That's what I always come back to is like, okay, I spend 98% of my day busy looking at my phone, talking to someone, running around, doing something, looking at my laptop. How can I not spend just five minutes of my day, my busy, busy day, to just sit there and breathe? Honestly, we don't even give ourselves that much time. So if you can just tell yourself, like, I'm just going to sit here and breathe for five minutes, close my eyes, and not think about all the million things I have to do or whatever's on your mind, just try it. Honestly, just try it. That, I make I think, makes it an easier way to look at it because it's like, okay, I'm just giving myself five minutes to close my eyes, focus on the breath, and just relax. I mean, it's the least you can do for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Next question. We got a lot about motivation too, so I'm going to answer this one. How do you stay, mo- like, motivated? I feel so unmotivated. I don't know. I need help. And I want to talk about motivation because... Everyone thinks that you just wake up every day motivated, and if you don't wake up motivated, then you're not going to do anything. And that's just not true. Like, I definitely do not wake up every day motivated. There are more days than not where I have no motivation. I do not want to wake up and do my morning routine. I do not want to work out. I do not feel like cooking. I do not feel like working. I do not feel like, I don't know, showing up on social media sometimes. Honestly, like... I don't feel motivated every single day, but that at the end of the day, it's not about motivation. I want to repeat this. If you are solely relying on motivation to do things, you are setting yourself up for failure. Okay. Motivation is not what's going to get you out of bed every morning. It's discipline. It's habits. It's routine. It's a greater purpose, a why that you can come back to that's going to make you and want you to get up and do those things. So whatever it is you're unmotivated about, how can you create a why, a deeper why? Like genuinely, why am I wanting to do this? Like why do I want to, I don't know, work at this thing or work out today? Or if you can get to a deeper purpose, at least that helps me um, remind myself that, okay, yes, I'm not going to have days, I'm going to have some days where I don't want to do this, But if I can remind myself, okay, this is why I'm doing it, then I'll do it. Because that is the discipline that I always come back to, is that you're not going to be motivated, but if you can come back to your why, if you can be self-disciplined, and if you can create habits, um, that's the biggest thing, is just being in a routine, being in habits of doing something, then it's going to be a lot easier to do it, and you're not always going to rely on motivation. Next one we got, someone wrote in, I feel like I've outgrown some friends, but I don't know if I should stop talking to them. And this is one that I think is super important to talk about because outgrowing friendships is so real, like 100% so real, especially in your 20s or just even as you go away to college and you're not with your home friends or you graduate college and you're not with your college friends or just growing up in general. And I think it's something that's really tough that's not talked about enough. And I want to remind you that it's okay. It's okay to outgrow friendships. Like, 
we aren't meant to stay in the same relationships, the same friendships, whatever it is, the rest of our lives, because we are growing and evolving into different people. And, you know, everyone is always growing. And sometimes you grow into different versions, or sometimes you're just on different wavelengths as people. Um, and that's okay. You know, I think we hold on so strongly to this attachment that we have to keep the same exact relationship with people that we had five years ago, 10 years ago, just because of time and comfort. But that's not always realistic. And so if you find yourself in this situation, like growing apart from friends, I personally, my advice is that I don't think you need to stop talking to them altogether. Like, I don't think you need to completely cut off people from your life if they if they didn't do anything wrong to you. If they did something bad to you, that's a different story. Um, but if, if nothing happened and you're just growing apart, I don't think you need to cut people out of your life, but you might want to just divert your energy more into people who are um, more aligned with you now and the version of you that you are becoming. And you don't have to make a big deal out of it and a big thing out of it, but um, I think that's important. It's like where you put your energy into and who you put your energy into is really important to who you are going to evolve as, as a person. Um, so, you know, if you find new friends that are more going towards the path that you are, just put your energy more into that and more into those relationships and growing those relationships instead of the friends that you might feel like you're outgrowing. Next one, I really, really love this input or this question. Um, it's how to get through the uncomfortable moments that lead to growth. Oof, body chills right there, baby. Because we know it's all true and everyone wants to grow and everyone wants, you know, to be on a self-growth journey until those uncomfortable moments hit. And that one really hits hard for me. It really, really does. Because I feel like this past year has just been nonstop being uncomfortable and going through uncomfortable periods that have led to also massive growth. And my best piece of advice, if you are going through that moment right now, is to just embrace it. Honestly, I think we resist change and feeling uncomfortable and feeling fearful so much. We were like, oh, we don't want to feel it. But the second you kind of just like lean into it and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm a little afraid. Um, I'm a little uncomfortable right now. And you just flow with it. Like you recognize it's there you know it's temporary, you know it's going to lead you somewhere way greater than you could have ever imagined. But the second you just kind of like lean into it and start to embrace it, I swear the better it gets because it's not something that you're going to like, like fend over so much or like try to push away, which just makes it worse because whatever you resist just persists. Um, so just leaning into it and being like, you know what, it's kind of exciting. Like, Feeling uncomfortable and uncertain and, you know, maybe a little bit fearful, yeah, it's all kind of hard feelings to face, but at the same time, it's a little exciting. Like, you know, on the other end of it, you are going to be just astronomical growth. And I think that's the coolest thing ever is one day you're going to, the future version of you is going to look back at this current version of you and say, wow, I'm so glad she went through that period because look how far it got me. Okay, next one. We got a lot about restricting and binging too. Um, this one's on food guilt and restricting. I usually end up in a binge cycle, binge restrict cycle, and it's the worst. So this binge restrict cycle, I completely understand. If you are wanting more information about that, my previous episode on my health journey kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, 
best piece of advice I can give you if you find yourself in this cycle um, is to cut out the restriction. Yes, cutting out restriction does not lead to more binging, believe it or not. It's a very big mis misconception. Um, the second you really stop restricting, and I mean genuinely stop restricting, the second you will stop wanting to binge as much. I promise restriction leads to binging. It just does. And so the more you can interject that cycle with positive self-talk, you know, not putting yourself down, telling yourself that you are okay and you're doing your best and, you know, whatever whatever positive self-talk helps you, um, interjecting that cycle with positivity, positivity and cutting out the restriction, fully cutting it out. I promise the second you cut it out, the second it will be a lot easier to get out of that cycle. Another question on workout motivation. This one is a tricky one and it kind of is similar to my answer on just like motivation in general because you kind of have to just be in a habit of it to be honest whenever I'm like in a good flow or habit of working out x amount of times a week it kind of just becomes like second nature so I don't feel like I have to like force myself or like ugh muster up this motivation to go um, because it's just kind of what I'm doing. So, you know, on one end, you kind of just have to have it be a habit and have some self-discipline. But on the other hand, finding workouts that you actually enjoy doing, believe it or not, makes it a lot easier to be motivated to go work out. Um, I know, crazy concept, right? Um, and if you haven't found that workout yet, I suggest you keep trying different types of workouts. For me personally, like I literally love yoga. I'm just now kind of getting back into my yoga practice again. And I genuinely look forward to yoga. I don't have to force myself or like get this burst of motivation to do it because I actually love doing it. And I love going to yoga and I love the feeling that I have after yoga. And the same thing goes with like lifting weights or, you know, going for a walk even it, it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter what the exact workout is. I'm just trying to tell you that if you start experimenting with workouts and you find one that you actually love and you love the feeling you have afterwards, which I'm sure there's one out there for you, it literally could just be walking. Um, it will become a lot easier to just do it because you're going to look forward to it and it's going to feel so good. Promise you. Next question tips on starting an Instagram. So I got actually quite a few questions about Instagram and being a holistic nutritionist and having an online business, blah, 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 which I think I want to do a whole podcast episode on just that in general, because I do get that, those questions quite often. And like, you know, what I do at Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I have, I will say this one thing, if you are considering even starting an Instagram or starting to put yourself on social media out there or, whatever it is, pursuing a passion or just expressing yourself online, just do it. I wish I just did it sooner. And it wasn't until quarantine that I got the, just like the effort, like I'm just going to do it because I'm bored and I want to, um, feeling. But before that, I was always just so scared. It was like, I don't know what I'm going to post. I don't, what, what if people find out, what are people going to think? Just cut out that noise. Um, just do it. Just start. You don't have to have it all figured out. I mean, if you go back to my first posts, they look nothing like my posts now do. Um, because I didn't know what I was doing. And I mean, 
that's okay. That's the whole point. The point is that you learn as you keep doing it and you grow as you keep doing it, but you have to just do it. Like you're not going to get anywhere if you don't start anywhere. So if you are getting this urge to do it, just start the Instagram. Just do it. It feels so good. If you have been genuinely from your soul wanting to do this, um, I think it's an amazing feeling being able to express yourself in a way um, online. And yeah, I love it. So just, just do it. Dealing with toxic people. This one's going to be an easy one. Cut them out of your life. If you have toxic people in your life right now, cut them out. I know it's hard to like officially cut out toxic people and when you're in it, it's hard to even fully know if they're toxic or not sometimes, but I promise you there are better people out there for you, whether that's relationships or friendships or whoever it is, cut them out. Just take a boundary for yourself and know how to remove yourself from situations that no longer serve you people that no longer serve you, and start focusing your energy on other things and people. How do you stay consistent in your health journey? Okay, good question. And I think this one will might have a little overlap with the first episode I did on you know tips on your health journey. But being on a health journey is not about being consistent always, to be honest. Um, and I, the way I view a health journey is just life. Like I feel like there is no end date to a health journey. Like you're going to have your health with you for the rest of your life. So the more you can, A, just like learn to accept that it's not even about always being consistent or always being perfect. It's really not. And the more about just like doing things that make you feel good, um, the better off you'll be. But with that said, I think also just doing things that you enjoy doing, um, eating healthy foods that you really enjoy, doing workouts that you enjoy, um, finding ways to limit stress, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That is how you're going to find consistency because you're going to be doing things that you actually enjoy. And it's not just going to be for the health journey or the health grind. It's going to be because like, you know, you actually want to do these things and you see the benefits, you see how good it makes you feel, you know, all that good stuff. So it's not even really about being consistent because life has ups and downs. Life is going to change. So the sooner you can accept that, these things will change, the better off you'll be as well. How to accept weight gain? This is a really good question. And I think this is really tough for people. And I understand why it's tough. I mean, I went through it as well. I think the best thing you can do if you're finding yourself in this period of time is to not put all your value in like on your body. And so I think we put so much of our worth like our self-worth, just the way, like just on our physical appearance, which is so crazy and, and it's so normalized, but it, it really shouldn't be. Um, and so if you're not putting all of your self-worth on your body, like, you know, you can put it on other things like how you treat people, you know, who you are on the inside, your relationships, your like schoolwork, work in general, Whatever it is, just putting your self-worth on literally anything else besides your appearance, I think that'll be make it easier to accept because you'll realize that you are so much more than a body, literally so much more, that you don't need to have, you won't have this feeling and like the need to dread something that might be happening to, happening to you and might be kind of like inevitable. Also at the same time, 
you know, if you are gaining weight and it is supporting a healthier lifestyle or, you know, a weight that is healthy for you, um, sometimes that does involve gaining weight if we were, you know, if you're underweight, um, think about all the amazing things weight gain can provide you. And I don't think it's talked about enough because we always glamorize weight loss, but low-key, what if gaining weight helps bring your period back? Or what if gaining weight gives you more energy? Or what if gaining weight, like, gives you some curves? Like, I don't know. I love having some curves on me personally. Um, So think about all the amazing things that weight gain can give you versus just focusing on, oh, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. But in reality, like, weight gain can have benefits too. So I mean, I don't know everyone's specific situation, obviously, but this is just generally speaking, um, something to think about. Next question, how to get back into a healthy lifestyle after taking a longer-ish break? Main piece of advice, start slow and just start somewhere. Um, you know, you, you can make yourself so overwhelmed by saying, oh, I have to do all of these things to get back into it. But in reality, just start with one thing. Like if you start with literally just going for a walk each day, that's going to build momentum into other areas of your life. Um, So I don't really care which one you start with, but as long as you start somewhere, that's going to get the ball rolling and get momentum into getting back into a healthier lifestyle um, with all aspects of your life. Like, you know, you'll notice if you start working out again, you'll probably be more motivated to eat healthier, etc. So just start somewhere, get that ball rolling, and I promise it's going to be so much easier for it affect for it to affect all other aspects of your life. Okay, that is going to wrap up this podcast episode, this advice Q&A. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please DM me. Let me know that you listened. I seriously love hearing from you guys and it just warms my soul to like literally know that someone is listening um, to what I'm saying. So I don't know if that's cheesy or not, but it's true. So feel free to share this on your story or DM me. Let me know you enjoyed it. And maybe I'll do an advice Q&A session part two eventually if you guys did enjoy this one. So I'm sending you all so much love. See you in the next one. Bye.